Listener Production. Hello and Hello. welcome to JTG Does South Africa. JTG Does Durban, brother. Durban, brother. We are here on the ground at the Oyster Box. And even though we're here on the ground, I still do a South African accent like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> we would like to welcome you to our live on the ground from South Africa, from the Oyster Box Hotel in Durban. Just the gist, breaking news, thanks to Tourism South Africa and G Adventures. Welcome, Jacob William Stanley, myself, Rosie Waterland, and our third special guest, surprise co-host. Presenting. Here he is. We found him. (laughs) Hasn't even been 24 hours. Oh, there we go. Breaking news! This is Mr. Elon Musk. This for those is of Mr. You who Elon. are just tuning in via audio platforms. He's our six. We're going to find the big five, which I still don't know what they are. Elephant, giraffe, rhino, rhino, wildebeest, buffalo lion, thingy. and a wildebeest buffalo mm. thingy. And we're adding the six, which is Elon. How Musk? Um. Anyway, bye. Oh, my God, you guys. Okay, we're in the presidential suite in the Oyster Box Hotel. This is legit. Like, okay, this is very special. They were going to let us film in, like, the fancy library, but mm. then word came through today that we were allowed to film in the presidential suite. They found suite. out what a big deal we are. Um, yeah, apparently they found yeah. out that we were a big deal. Mm. <laughs> Someone lied and now we're here. Uh-huh. Um, and people like Bill Gates have stayed here, Khloe Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Mariah. Carrie. We are literally sitting where Mariah has sat Mm. and Bill Gates. Mm. And I think royalty as well. Royalty has stayed. Oh, Harry. Harry. If he still qualifies as. Has he stayed here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the Wall of Fame. Get out. Yeah. Are we going to go on it? Naturally. Is there a Wall of Fame? (laughs) There is. Oh. Oh, my goodness. We'll be making an appearance there. Mm. So, okay. Oh, the song. In South Africa. (laughs) I'll never be able to do it right. I'll never be able to do it right. I've I've somehow gotten worse. I'm surrounded by the accent now and it's gotten worse. It's just forcing you more and more Austrian. I don't understand it. Um, Okay, so... (laughs) Rosanita. We are here on our um, special trip that G Adventures and South Africa Tourism sent Mm. us on and it's we're on our this is kind of our first day like that we've we woke haven't even up been here. here 24 hours yeah yet. i know yeah. that's why we both sound a little deranged mm, mm. so we flew from sydney to johannesburg um which took how many hours 14 Four, 14 hours mm-hmm. holy moly and then we had to change planes because then we were flying into this amazing city called durban which yeah. is where we are now and i'd never heard of this place mm. um and it's incredible Stunning. It's yeah. stunning. We have barely seen any of it, but I know because we've been here two seconds. Yeah, yeah. like uh, look at the, <laughs> uh, excuse me behind us. Look at this backdrop. Our room's literally back onto the glorious Indian Ocean. Mm. Um, it's outrageously gorgeous here. Yes, yes. And the property itself, you can <sighs> understand why 
Mariah and the Kardashians have chosen this as their home away from home. We've been posting pictures and, like, stories uh, since we got here last night and everyone is saying, and I agree, this place is luxe. It's the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in in my life. Mm. Um, It's White Lotus vibes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, like, not like the weird, mysterious, accidental Mm. murder. It's, like, the opulence. Yes, the grandeur. Gorgeous here. Every detail has been considered. Oh, my goodness. And it is part of the Red Carnation group. I think maybe they're the inspiration for for the the White White Lotus Lotus group. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Stop it. (laughs) Oh, and you told me before, apparently the owner of the Red Carnation group is here he's today. Here. We've kicked him and out of his he, room. Yes, he's meant to be staying here tonight, but they were like, Rosie and Jacob need to record their silly yeah. little nonsense. So mm. the owner of the entire company can't come into this yeah. room until we're done telling you fart jokes. Yeah, he's been downgraded to room 316. So, so far, South Africa, amazing. Um, <laughs> we had um, Tabor. Our he's gonna be our tour guide for the next couple yeah. of days. He picked us up from Durban Airport last night, and he was just telling us some amazing stuff in the um, just in the car ride to the hotel. Yeah. But within five minutes, had talked about how everyone in South Africa thinks it's funny that Teslas burst into flames. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I like you, Tabo. I like you, mate. He compared them to vapes. He com- well, yeah, because we saw they advertise vapes here, which is really like jarring because you're not allowed to do that in our country. And we were like, oh, you can advertise vapes and. He started saying, oh, you know, I don't think we've quite caught up yet here that um, they're not that great. We kind of launch right into things that we get excited about without any studies. Mm. Like, we all love Teslas until they started bursting into flames. Couldn't be extinguished. Oh. Yeah, very knowledgeable guy. Very knowledgeable guy. He was telling us some really cool stuff. Mm. Um, And then today you did the surf lesson after I was really self-righteous about having Mm. to do it and I didn't do it because I was tired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually, that's kind of how I saw things mm-hmm. panning out in mm. the end, yeah. But, um, yeah, Durban's known for its surf, mm. um, one of the best breaks in the world. They have all sorts of surf comps here. Um, and the water's really warm, which you were yeah. like, I'm going to be a baby, it's going to be cold, but apparently it's warm all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. Like- I think it felt like 25 degrees. Beautiful. Yeah, very, very enjoyable. Mm. There was zero surf today, but mm. we still gave it a red hot go. Gave it a crack. We did. Yeah. Like, you couldn't just not. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, our instructor literally had to push our boards because the waves weren't big or powerful enough to pick us up and carry us. It is so funny that I was, like, getting so funny about doing that surf lesson when I realised a few days ago and I said to you, like, with my hip condition, because, oh, you guys, it's Rosie's health corner. We haven't done this in a while. <laughs> but, um, I know you've been waiting for it. I um, have congenital hip dysplasia in uh, my right hip, which is a thing where, like, you know when you're little and your parents have to get you tested for the hip thing mm. and if you have it, you have to go in that cast for ages to Mm. fix it and then that fixes it if you have neglectful terrible parents aka moi um i never got tested for it and so i grew up with hip dysplasia and if it goes untreated it leads to pretty chronic osteoarthritis which is what i'm dealing with now and i have to get a hip replacement at 36 (laughs) thanks mom and dad but anyway point of my story is um there's no way i can't even get up from a lying down position on solid ground. Mm. How was I thinking I was going to do that on a <laughs> I just saw you sort of starfishing your yeah, way into shore. Yeah, that's what I think I would have done. Yeah. 
which is fun. Yeah. Those of us who did that as kids, I remember? love a boogie board. Yeah. I love to boogie board mm. all over. So yeah. um, I should have gone. I was so tired. Mm. It was a long trip here. It was the perfect way to just completely vanish any shred of jet yeah. lag, which I don't normally get. Mm. But um, the girls who were travelling with us, because we're doing this as part of a small group, yeah. um, they said it just wiped their jet lag away yeah. completely. So there's a record for you. Mm. Take a surf lesson. <laughs> If you're ever in Durban, well, yeah. Certainly in Durban. The morning, yeah, just schedule it for 9 a.m. the morning after you arrive really late from Mm. a 30-hour trip, (laughs) travel trip. Like, that's, yeah, I just, I woke up at 8.30 and I was like, that's not happening. And I was shocked that you were going. I'd been up for hours. I'd already had a swim. Yeah, even last night I said to Adele, our amazing, like, tour guide boss lady from G-Adventures, Jacob's not going to go. He's, there's no way he's going to that surf lesson. Trust me. Trust me. I'll be there. It's the I'll be there. This <laughs> but Jacob is Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob is up with the sun and ready to go. And um, you know how I was, like, really emotional about um, jury duty and I was saying, oh, you know, I need to be open to more of life and I need to, you know, be more spontaneous like Ron. And then you figured out that the doors between our rooms opened and unlocked them. And then as soon as you left today, I locked it behind you. So <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> I was like, I don't want that open. Yeah. You can't come in and out as you please. This isn't a I'm not that situation. No, yeah, no, no, thank you. No, Mm-mm. thank you. Um, we have spotted our first wild animal. Mm-hmm. On the or besides Elon, um, mm. he, our Elon head, um, there's a cat at this hotel. <laughs> hotel cat, hotel cat. I call it hotel cat. It has a name though. So when we got in last night, um, there was this very grumpy looking cat just sitting at reception mm. and just kind of looked like don't even talk to me. And I was like, no, I'm going to try and talk to you, but he wouldn't talk to me last night. And I was like, oh my god, it's hotel cat. Mm. And then I looked it up on the Oyster Box Instagram and. His name is Skabenga and he lives here and he's famous and he has his own Instagram, mm. Skabenga, I think, Skabenga Oyster Box, and um, he's the best. And I saw him outside today and I gave him a big pat and I love him. And we were talking to Joe, the um, woman who set up a lot of this Oyster Box stuff for us, and she was saying he's like 16 years old and every year they throw him a birthday party. Mm-hmm. He was just a stray who wandered into this place and has ended up the luckiest cat mm. on the effing planet. This is his hotel now. Truly, yeah. he, he this hotel is so nice and he just lives here. Mm. Just lives here. We're going to be taken on a private tour of his quarters. Yeah, yeah. About, yeah we're going to go get to see his um little house because I was like, where does he sleep? Mm. That's the true presidential suite. Yeah, that's when you know you've really made it. Yes. You're really important. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so love that cat. Mm. Um, and then tomorrow we're off on a... Um, Spice tour? Yes, and there are Which? only going to be five of us. Oh, really? And we're all around the same age, and I'm Ginger. What? We are going to be the Spice Girls. Oh, what are, you, like, what are you talking about? Oh, mm. fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, that's something that I didn't realise either, and um, Tarball said to us last night in the car that Durban, the city, the South African city we're in now, has the largest um, population of Indian people outside of India. So there's a huge um, uh, Indian culture in this city um, and a lot of that comes out in the food. There's a really, Mm. like, cool kind of 
uh, what do you call it, fusion Fusion. of like flavors and different kind of foods and stuff here. And a lot of it's really Indian um, inspired. And so we're going on a mad spice tour tomorrow to like markets and stuff. I'm really pumped. Yeah. Tabo knows everything obviously about this place Um, and we were talking to him in the car on the way back from the surf lesson Mm. about some other cool places to go and Mm. because some of the other girls who are on the trip with us have been here before there are certain things that they want to see and certain requests that they've made so we're going to get like the proper insiders experience of not just the spice markets but some other local markets and areas um, that we would never even think to go and explore so we'll be sharing all of that of course insights that we collect along the way. And you also know that I need to try the McDonald's in every country that I go to. So mm. we're going to have to fit that in at some point. Yes. And yeah. you're dying to try out Wimpy's. Yes. And, um, I was really devastated at the stopover at Johannesburg when we were waiting to get on the plane to Durban. There was a restaurant called Wimpy's, which seemed like a kind of fast food chain. It looked amazing and no one really seemed to want to go there but me. So we went <laughs> somewhere else. But I really want to try Wimpy's. Well, they're everywhere. Are they? Can confirm. Oh, yes. <laughs> they're like Starbucks here. Yes. Yeah, all uh, over the place. And there's another chain called Steers and like where there's a wimpy there's a Steers next door is that like Steers like what are you eating at Steers well what's the name about bulls like I guess it's very beef heavy right okay yeah Yeah, beef Mm. heavy gotcha Mm. so I guess it's kind of like Hungry Jack's McDonald's McDonald's. you know they're all in the vicinity of each other so have fun with that awesome um yeah so here we are can you believe that like we have this silly podcast and now we're on this trip. We're on like a world tour. Makes perfect sense to me. Makes perfect All sense. All adds up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like 10 years ago, this wasn't even a job and look where it's taken yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. And then once we're done with Durban, then we're going on safari. I know. Then we're going on the like real South African like experience. Mm. That's the G Adventures part of the tour. We're going to Kruger National Park. Um, and then it's... Out bush. Mm. And, um, yeah, the, once again, the girls who we're travelling with, they've done safaris previously and they said this is going to be one of the best experiences we've ever oh, had yay. in our lives. I'm yeah. still on the fence, but we'll see. I think. You know, I'm, you know how I am about nature and the sun, but we'll see. You're reluctant before you get there, but once you're there... All right. You always embrace it. Well, okay. We'll see how it goes <laughs> is what I'm saying. But um, it's fun. Like, this kind of tour thing, it really has the vibes of school camp. It really does. Mm. Like just sort of all at the airport last night and introducing to each other and sort and then in the van with Tabo and like you're like, oh, this feels campy. Mm. Like it's fun. Yeah. It gives you those feelings that you haven't had since like primary and high school when you went on camp. Yeah. Within yeah. a couple of days we'll be braiding each other's hair. Right? Playing Never Have I Ever. Ah! Well, you've already planned for us to go on the Spice Tour as the Spice Girls. <laughs> 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 Speaking of, I know, okay. Well, speaking of, it's so funny. So, we brought the gowns because um, someone in the listener office said to us when we were uh, talking about packing last week, um, oh, you guys are taking the gowns, right? Because mm. you're going to get some like Priscilla Queen of the Desert style pictures in like the jungle. I'm and Jacob rock. and I were both like, oh. <laughs> How did we not think of that? <laughs> um, yes, we are. To be mm. absolutely, we are. So yeah, we um, brought the gowns, mm-hmm. um, and we figured if we're in the presidential suite of the Oyster Box, one of the fanciest hotels in the world, <sighs> of course, it could only be Marabou. And this reminded me of um, 
often in my little breaking news folder, I write down funny quotes and stuff. And one that I had this week was because it really kind of stuck with me. Think of this. Every time you get dressed, mm-hmm. remember that's your ghost outfit forever. <laughs> I mean, heaven forbid, but... I mean, come on. True words. Because some days I can't, you know, mm. if I just, like, am at home and I walk up to the shop to get a Red Bull and, like, I mean, like, if I was in that forever, mm. oh, no. Mm. Oh, if I died on a day when I was wearing underwear and shoes. <gasps> Your worst nightmare. <laughs> Oh. See, if I died on a day where I didn't have underwear on, ugh. Oh. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh. You keep bringing these things to I us know. that just haunt me. I know. I don't know if I've actually told you this, but the time that you said that when you die, they've now proven mm. that they think your neurons fire in a way that demonstrates your life is flashing before yeah. your eyes. Yeah. I'm convinced that if and when that does happen to me, it's yeah. just going to be a low lights reel because my brain is constantly reminding me of things that I've done in my life that make me cringe. <laughs> and I just <laughs> so assume that the sadistic brain I have is going to be like, oh, he's on his way out. Flood him with the world. As you're dying, it's just going to be like, you're a fucking loser. Yes. Remember when you said that embarrassing thing in science in year seven? Yeah. Oh, like- <laughs> And then then any, like, any possibility that you were going to fight, you're just going to go, take me. Yeah. I'm done. I don't don't even deserve to be here. And then I wake up in the afterlife with underwear and shoes on. (laughs) Can I die again? No, I wonder what I would want, actually. Well, first of all, see, I don't know. What would I want? There are outfits in my life where I truly felt like the most amazing I've ever felt about myself and they are all from when I was younger Mm. and I was dressed up in something. Mm. Like Halloween in Hawaii when I was little, when we lived in Hawaii, I went as a fairy and I had this like super pimped out fairy costume. It was amazing and I've never felt so beautiful as when I wore that. Mm -hmm. Like I don't even know if I've ever had that feeling again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like would you... I would want something that gives me that feeling, but I don't know if I would want to be in that fairy outfit as a 36-year-old now forever. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I think it would suit you. What would you want to be in forever, though? Oh, how about the wedding dress you wore to your 30th? That was pretty spectacular. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a mullet dress yeah. with, um, what do they call that, a sweetheart, sweetheart bust line. Yeah, which made you look, like, extra, like, mm, mm. broad-shouldered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And quite booby mm-hmm. as well. You yeah, did, yeah, your yeah. pecs did get the booby. The support cups there really yeah. did a bit of lifting. Um, and there was quite the story behind that dress. It was made for a woman. Yeah. So she'd requested every opulent, uh-huh. outrageous detail of that train. Yeah. Everything. Um, and she'd paid for it in full. Mm. And then she had been cheating on her fiancé and he oh, found no. out just a few days before the wedding so she never came to pick the dress up because the wedding was cancelled. So oh. I was then able to swoop in and purchase that gown, which, of How course, I still own. How it's much did you buy it for? 150 bucks. Why was it so cheap? Because no one else wants a mullet dress with a train. But she had a custom-made wedding dress and mm. it got sold for $150. Too many bad memories attached to it. I suppose. Yeah. Bad juju. Mm. People don't want bad wedding juju stuff. Mm. Yeah. 
Oh, and you've still got it. Still hanging on to it. I'm going to dye it a colour. I haven't decided what colour. And um, it's going to make an appearance at an upcoming event, possibly a Just the Gist event. Oh, amazing. See, I just don't know what I would want to wear. Look, for me, it would be a sarong. I hope I die in a sarong. So you're just thinking of comfort. Yeah. Right. Mm. Oh, see, I'm thinking of what makes me feel amazing, what has made me feel amazing. Remember those opera gowns we got? from Opera Australia and you and Tony and I one time wore them to Woolworths. <laughs> yes, when we got really drunk, we walked to Woolworths at three in the yeah. morning in opera gowns. Honestly, they that make these funny. gowns look like casual chic. That was funny. That was funny. I mean, I am at the moment wearing stuff that I wore back in like the late 90s that I felt really amazing in and now it's come back. Like, for example, I've been wearing a, like, um, parachute material cargo skirt, <laughs> like three-quarter length cargo skirt because they're cool now. Mm. And I last wore one of those in, like, year nine mm-hmm. back in 2000. Like, and that made me feel really cool. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You know what, everyone, 13, 22, 11, 29, mm. what would you want your forever out- ghost outfit to be? And I'm gonna. We're gonna put on the Instagram. What what else? We're mm. gonna think and then put it on the Insta. <gasps> the shimmer shirt. I just remember. What shimmer shirt? 1999. I had this shirt. I called the shimmer shirt, and it was like this crushed, shimmery material. We'll Did you just strut when you like? Oh. You turn into a different person when you're if in it. And when I wore it, yes, you couldn't tell me anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unstoppable. I've had outfits like that too, mm. like the fairy dress. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna think. I reckon I can, mm, okay, find a photo of it. I'll find a photo of my fairy outfit from Halloween. Mm. We'll post those. This is a brilliant excuse for us to be posting embarrassing photos from our youth. Oh, my and God. And I love it. So, well, mine's, mine's from when I'm, like, three. Mine's not that. I'll, I'll, post, I'll also post another photo from when I'm a teenager of something that I thought looked amazing that actually looks ridiculous. The tracksuit. The tra- oh, but that was also when I was a little kid. Mm. It's like it's got to be when you're making your own choices as a teenager and you think – this will get me a hookup, mm. and it absolutely would not. Like, mm. <laughs> truly, that's what we need to boast. An outfit that you made a very misguided choice on. Yeah. P.S. But you've never felt as amazing since. Yeah. A Jisna sent me a TikTok or a reel or something yeah. of a young Gen Z influencer mm. doing a get ready with me, and she's like, these shorts are super cute. They're mm. vintage Roxy. <laughs> ah, mm. Yeah. Yeah, Roxy, vintage, vintage. That's like I can't, I can't get my head around the fact that um, op shops are selling out of and like uh, cash converter stores and stuff are selling out of um, digital like Sony Cybershot cameras because they're <sighs> cool to have now again. Like having a Polaroid mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Ah. And ah. also wrap around Oakley Sunnies are cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. ew, ew, that. ew. Yeah. No, 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 no. Speed dealers. No, thank you. Okay. Uh, next headline, everyone, so many, possibly more than I've ever been sent things before. I'm glad my brand is so clear. <laughs> this isn't poo related, surprisingly, oh. or Polly Pocket related. <laughs> now, I have had more links, messages, emails, everything sent to me about this thing than oh, anything else. This iceberg shaped like a penis. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All of you sent it to me, all of you. And it came out a couple weeks ago. I didn't do it. And then I kept getting sent stuff. I didn't do it last week. I'm bringing it up now to remind you all, this is a podcast. 
<laughs> and that is a very visual story, which is why I didn't bring it to breaking news because the whole thing is about this funny photo this guy took of an iceberg in the shape of a very phallic mm. ice penis. Mm. It wouldn't entirely be an intent. Like, it just it, it, it wouldn't work. I don't know. The words part of the joke is that it was floating towards a town called Dildo. Yes, I it was believe. floating towards a town called mm. Dildo. And then there was all these other things, like, apparently, oh, I don't even, can't even remember. But, guys, hilarious, yes. But remember, this is an audio <laughs> medium. So, I don't know, maybe if it made a sound, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just kept getting all these messages and I was like, yeah, that's great. But like, Mm, but mm. where's it? How can I, you know? (laughs) Not really one for the pot. Not really one for the pot. I'm also laughing that we're sitting here dressed like this. Well, yeah. Under a chandelier (laughs) talking about how this is an audio medium. There's no need to put effort into the visuals. Mm. Oh, do you like this headpiece, by the way? This is headpiece number one of about 15 I've brought on this trip. Mm. My bag was very much overweight (laughs) and everyone kept commenting on how ridiculously big and heavy my bag was. I'm expecting them to just get draggier from here on out, Mm -hmm. but this is a fantastic start. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Okay, so next up. You know how um, I um, am partial to singing? Is that what you're doing? Oh, what do you mean, singing? What do you mean? <laughs> Take it away. Oh, you mean all the time. Mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> mm. I wish you well. <laughs> Bless your heart. I'm partial to singing. And um, the other night, Caleb uh, was away last week, so I was home alone, and the coronation was on, and I sort of had it in the background while I was, like, working and... They kept saying, because it was a really rainy day, and so they kept saying things like, oh, you know, it may be a rainy day, but that's not going to rain on their parade. And, like, they kept saying that expression. And so then I got rain on your parade in my head, right? And I was home by myself, (laughs) and I'd been working all day. So then I just, like, put on my Spotify, and I got kind of into it, and then I got, like, kind of really into it, and then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm getting up, I'm doing a number. And so I stood up in the living room, and I was, like, (laughs) singing Rain on My Parade, like, full on, (laughs) and the the coronation, smoronation, I was like, whatever, I was into this. And so then I got to, like, the big, like, the part in the middle where it's about to get to a big, like, um, wait, I'll do it. I'm going to move my mic away, though, because this is quite loud. <clears throat> Come, I'm about to sully the presidential suite at the Oyster Box. Which is- <laughs> so the part, <laughs> I'm standing up, like I'm doing a number in mm. the living room, right, to the cats by myself. And I get to the point where she goes, um, hey, Mr. Ronstein, here, wait, here I am. And then she takes a big breath and then there's a knock at the door. <laughs> the cops? And I was like, oh, my God. Because I live in, we live in this unit where they're all together. Like, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm disturbing. Like, I'm truly disturbing someone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jesus, oh, my God, this is mortifying. Because I was just so in it. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like... <laughs> adjusted myself I was like okay and I and then they knocked again and I was like oh Jesus so I went over 
I turned the porch light on and I was like, um, one second. Oh. I'm, about to, I'm about to get total for seeing. And I opened the door. And it was Caleb. He came out oh. early to surprise me. Oh. <laughs> so he didn't want to say anything. Oh. <laughs> and he hears me singing all the time. So he was just like, of course I came home and I could hear you singing from halfway down the street. Yeah. But like... Oh my god! I thought someone was going to play, and that I was so terrible. <laughs> and I know that's how you wish the story had gone, yes. but it's not because my singing's not that bad. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you so much. I'll bring Agreed. the mic back now, closer. <laughs> I could do the rest of it. I want my bed. I didn't even get to do the big bit because he came, and I literally I was like, "Is it all here?" I am, and I went. <gasps> I'm genuinely surprised you didn't just get back into it. Once I realised it was Caleb, yeah. or just ignored the knock. Open the door. Oh, oh it's no, Caleb. I was so excited to see him because he'd been away for over a week. I literally, it was so. I was such a dork. I opened the door and I went. Ah! And I started jumping. Like I was so excited to see him. So then I just forgot I was even singing. But um, yeah, for a moment, my literally my stomach dropped out of my butthole because I was oh. like, someone is. So I've I've been in I I that got away from me. Mm. I was on stage on Broadway and yeah, uh, someone's trying to put their baby to sleep or something. Yeah, <laughs> I've been beyond mortified being caught singing, but yeah. also dance practice. So when we were rehearsing the number, yeah. one time I was staying in a house where I was like going through the motions, blah 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 blah. Just sidebar, yeah. the girls who were on this trip with us want us to teach them the number and I think it's going to happen. We're going to have to brush up so we can teach them. But anyway, point was I've been dancing, 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 sweating, messing up every single step. Look out the window. There's an old, old, old Mm. man next door staring through his window at me. God knows how long he'd been watching me for. (laughs) And then in Western Australia last year, before we were scheduled for our Perth shows, I was in Ningaloo National Park, one of the remote places on this planet, and I was on a beach where I couldn't see a single soul, and I was practising the dance again and again and again on the sand and hadn't done it for a while, so it was far from perfect. And then about 20 minutes later, I'm in the car park and my friend Emma and I were, like, emptying out our beer bottles into the bin and a girl came over and, like, helped lift the bin up so that we could get rid of the bottles. And I was like, thank you. And she's like, you're welcome, Jacob. And I was like... I'm a Gisner. My name's Emma. I live in Victoria. Yeah, I saw you on the beach. Is that the number you guys do? <laughs> in the dunes she'd be watching the whole weekend oh my god yeah. no yeah 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 so look it happens to all of us and we just have to let the shame go see and I'm not mean to you though you're really mean about my singing oh. I'm not mean about your dancing I think you're a fabulous dancer thank you and I'll also say that I only practiced that like five times before we did it <laughs> <laughs> While we were doing the surf lesson, you were warming up. P.S. Babs would absolutely stay in this suite. Oh, she would. I can feel her here. Babs, yeah, yeah but it's so, it, it is very Babsy. Mm. It's very Babsy. It's very cream and neutral and rich lady mm. vibes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. totally. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So the other big news this week that is not South Africa based mm. is um, Elizabeth Holmes. It came out, I think, oh, I've lost track of time, today or yesterday. Mm. She did an interview with the New York Times. <gasps> oh. Yeah. 
everyone tagged you in it. Guys, stop tagging him in things. I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, oh my God, this is going to be so exciting to tell Jacob. And then all of you were like, at Rosie, at Jacob, guys, I try to surprise him in breaking news. Stop tagging, stop telling Jacob what's going on in the world. He doesn't need to know from anyone but me. It needs, he, we have an understanding that I curate his understanding of current events. Mm, so mm. just. If you want me to know about it, send it to Rosie. Send it Go to through me. her. Yeah. Send it to me because otherwise we lose the surprise yeah. factor. So anyway, Elizabeth Holmes did an interview with the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, she's diabolical. She's diabolical. So she hasn't done an interview since 2016, mm-hmm. but now, as we talked about the other week, she's successfully got the court to allow her to stay home while they're appealing mm. her appeal. Like, all these legal loopholes that rich lawyers have, right? And so she did this um, uh, interview and she did, like, a photo shoot where she's kind of just, like, barefoot in jeans Mm. and then she's on the beach with her um, boyfriend and their kids. And apparently the first, one of the first things the interviewer writes is that she doesn't do the voice anymore. Mm. Voice is gone. Um, And then they're talking about basically this interviewer like this journalist spent a few weeks with them like days on and off and I just sort of wrote down some of the craziest quotes from this thing Mm -hmm. so the first one is they're definitely trying to like they've done this press interview it's very calculated obviously Mm because you know the courts are currently deciding if she has to stay in prison while all this is going on Mm -hmm. and so one of the first things was how would you spend your time if you didn't know how much time you had left is what Elizabeth said because they were at the um, zoo with her two kids and Mm. her partner. And she's like, you know, I just love doing things like this because I don't know (laughs) when I'll be going away. Uh Uh Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, the interviewer was like, so how does it feel, you know, having people like Amanda Seyfried play you and then Jennifer Lawrence was going to, but she pulled out and there's all these big names. And Elizabeth said, they're not playing me. They're playing a character I created. (gasps) So she's spinning this. The whole interview, I swear to God, is what I've said before. She she was so media prepared for this interview. It's obvious. She's spinning this whole thing of like... um, I was just a woman trying to keep up in a man's world Mm. and everything I did was um, because I had been, I was being abused by Sunny Balwani Mm. and I was just trying to play a man's game. Mm. And so I created this character to like play a man's game. And so they're kind of trying to pull this like girl boss vibes. Mm. And so um, when the journalist said, what do you mean? Like a character. And she said, I believed it would be how I would be good at business and taken seriously and not taken as a little girl or a girl who didn't have good technical ideas. Maybe people picked up on that not being authentic since it wasn't. Oh. So, like, what? She's like... Mm. So then they had um, the interviewer spoke to a few people who, like, from her past, like people she went to high school with and stuff and a couple she went to college with. And she said the interesting thing was I would talk to some of them and on the record they would say she's great, she's lovely, blah, blah, blah. But a couple of them said off the record anonymously, don't believe a word she effing says. Mm. Like, so it's, mm. and then, okay, here's this. Um, 
Miss Holmes's defenders stretching back to childhood said in letters to the court and in conversations with me that the feverish coverage of Miss Holmes's downfall felt like a witch trial, less rooted in what actually happened at Theranos and more of a message to ambitious women everywhere. Don't girl boss too close to the sun or this could happen to you. There's an unspoken lesson for female executives. You're allowed to be successful, but not too successful, a sorority sister of Miss Holmes at Stanford said. They're literally oh, trying to make it gosh. like a feminist issue. Like Miss Holmes said she believed that making herself the poster girl for women in tech put a huge target on her back. She's like, she's, oh. there's no accountability there. No, 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 and no, then, no. The, oh, wait, but wait. Oh. So when she said they like had put a target on my back and then the journalist said, well, what do you think would have happened if you hadn't have garnered so much attention when you came to Silicon Valley mm. and became this like massively idolized female entrepreneur and Miss Holmes does not blink, we would have seen through our vision. Oh, for fuck's sake. She's a psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psychopath, sociopath, whatever. I don't really understand the distinction. She has no regard for the fact that she put people's lives and health at risk. She's just focused on the Mm meta-narrative and putting herself back Mm -hmm. at the centre as the hero. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hate her. Yeah, and this is so curated media-wise. Like, you can tell she had training before this. Mm. So did her husband. Not her husband, he's her fiancé, like... They both, the the quotes they were giving and the quotes that her friends were giving, they'd all been briefed. Mm. Like they're trying to push a, she, like exactly what it said, she girl bossed too close to the sun and this is a feminist issue. It's not fair for women. Mm. No. No. Oh, I can't. Uh, um, uh, uh. Yeah, the journalist says in, she really does think that if she'd just spent more time quietly working on her inventions and less time sort of publicly promoting the company and being on the cover of Forbes and becoming this personality, she would have done it. Mm. It's just that the media side of things got away from her and it put a target on her back and that's the only reason it all fell apart. I'm a target of a witch hunt and this is unfair. Exactly. You always have to be sceptical of anyone making that Anyone claim. who says that, right? Yeah. Okay, this, this, I couldn't believe this. So, um... <laughs> Mrs. Holmes, this is just a quote from the thing. Miss Holmes, they're sitting in a cafe and Miss Holmes breastfed her baby Invicta, like I told you the other week, mm. Latin for Invincible, and sang along to Ace of Bases, All That She Wants. <gasps> Here's another baby. <laughs> she like, she's going to pop them out and pop them out and pop them out. Yes. Yes, she is. But even just the fact, like, clearly that song didn't just come on the radio spontaneously. No, 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 no. no, no. She had that locked, loaded, ready to go for this moment that she'd envisioned. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, she's a menace. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I also, like, was interested in who's paying for the lawyers because apparently her legal defence would have cost at least $30 million by now. Mm. And so we've said, well, she's married into this billionaire family, so lucky. They're insisting no, none of it. But they don't even say how she pays. So listen to this. Mr Evans, that's her partner, Mm. took a few calls for work while I was visiting. I asked what he does. A lot of different stuff. Investing, starting companies, he replied without elaborating. So I think he's very successionist. He just Mm. comes from a billionaire family and doesn't do anything. Um, How is Miss Holmes paying her legal expenses? I can't, she said. I have to work for the rest of my life to try to pay for it. 
I asked if Mr Evans's family was helping to cover her legal expenses. She shook her head no. So she's saying, oh, I'm just going to pay it back. It's $30 million so far. Like, an earlier legal team quit after Ms Holmes could not pay them. One pre-sentencing report put her legal fees at more than $30 million. She does not detail how those fees will be paid and her current representatives did not respond to emails asking about the financial arrangement. His family is paying for it. Just admit it. Of course, yeah. But that's not part of their media strategy. Like, this whole story is so icky. It was so icky. Mm. It always has been with her. It's funny because I looked at the comments and a lot of people were like, I'm so disappointed the New York Times did this story. Like, why are you helping her push the narrative that it's just a feminism, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, they're not. They're exposing her. Mm. This whole article is really clever in the way it's been written. It they've, totally exposes her. They her just enough yeah, rope to, to hang, hang herself. herself. Yeah, it's yeah. the, oh, my God, she comes off like a nutter. Yes. Yeah. No one had to do this for her. No. Yeah, they yeah. just allowed her to put it all on display. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's still got all those acolytes who mm. worship her. People do. People do. She says she still wants to be in biotech. Um, She had a lot of ideas um, for how to develop um, more efficient COVID testing Mm. um, during the pandemic. And um, that's essentially what she wants to still do with her life is like develop, you know, invent medical things that change the world. (sighs) Just keep her away. Keep her away. Yeah. 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 She's shown us what she can contribute Mm. and um, it's just horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. There's enough of that. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Um, Maybe she stayed in this suite. Well, I was just thinking the Oyster Box would never allow that. <laughs> but back when she Too was high. the world's first, fi- like the f- world's first self-made female billionaire and a mm. big deal, you know what I mean? Before, you know, the downfall. Mm. She might already own one of those merch cats of, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, Skapanga. Skapanga. No, but I call him Hotel Cat. Hotel Cat. She might have a Hotel Cat <laughs> stuffed animal. I'll she be getting a Hotel Cat. Um, and that's kind of breaking news this week. We're here and um, we'll record another breaking news from Kruger National Park next week. Yeah, we'll have plenty of tales to tell so by then. So many tales to tell. Mm. Um, uh, Recos? Something I watched on the plane yes. that I was just so smitten by. Mm. It's absolutely charming. It's a 90-minute movie. It is a partial animation, stop-motion animation, which is so impressive to mm. watch how just perfectly the whole thing is executed. But really, it's all about the characters and the stories. Mm. And it's called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Mm-hmm. I clicked on it just completely randomly. And when I started watching it, I was very confused. What <laughs> is this? That was going on. Never heard of Not it. Not once. Like, and you've never watched any of it before. It's never. crazy. No, and like, you still haven't explained to me like where it all generated. Oh, like from YouTube. And I done There's any. like YouTube video. Like, it's right. yeah. They made all these like short kind of videos, and then um, like there were shorter little films, but it was basically just like a YouTube series. Okay, and so what it's about is this shell who's yeah. like anthropomorphic and he lives in a big two-story house. Voiced by Jenny Slate. So perfectly. Just the cutest little character, a shell walking around and living his daily life and trying to make sure he can live the most fulfilling life Mm -hmm. he possibly can. 
even though he's experienced a lot of loss recently. And it just explores such human themes about um, optimism and relationships and community. And it's just so funny and cute and everything about it is just so lovable. So I don't even know where you'd find it in Australia. I saw it on the plane. Well, it was just nominated for an Oscar, so I'm sure it would be on one of the streams. By now, surely. But, yeah. It's so funny to me that you watched it. It's such a random thing to watch if you don't know anything about it. Yes. (laughs) To click on Marcel the Shell with shoes on. It was just curiosity. Like a little crab shell with shoes yeah I just clicked movies and then I was like what is it what is it and then like 10 minutes in I almost gave Mm -hmm. up on it because I was like oh this is maybe not for me but um yeah I'm glad I got past that barrier because it's so adorable yeah I haven't watched any of it in forever and I haven't watched the movie either but it was really it was a really big kind of um uh what do you call it um Cult Culty, yeah, mm. sort of cult, like cult classic, kind of weird left of center thing on YouTube for a while. I'm gonna have to research it. I yeah. haven't had time yet, but I'm curious to know the background of it. It's one of the biggest things Jenny Slate's ever done, right? Yeah, well, in terms of creating it with her, I think it was her husband at the time. But it's so yeah. original. It's yeah. so great. Yeah. Um, mine are oh maintenance phase. Um had an episode uh, that's going to be a two-parter. I think the first part came out today about Oprah versus the beef industry. Oh. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah, mad cow disease. Yeah, so like um, back in the 90s when there was a big outbreak of mad cow, Oprah did a show about what was going on because everyone was really frightened um, and Oprah just off the cuff said, geez, I'm definitely going to think twice about buying beef at the mm. moment. And beef sales plummeted, um, not because she said that, just because everyone knew Mad Cow was going around, so Mm. they were avoiding buying beef. Mm. It's like when the supermarket says, oh, there's an outbreak of salmonella in packaged salads and you you just don't buy them for a while. Like, But the beef industry decided to blame Oprah and they Mm. took her to court for saying that. Mm. And that's when she met Dr. Phil quite famously because he came on her legal team to, like, help her as a psychologist, support, Mm -hmm. motivational, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so it's a two-parter about Mm -hmm. that whole saga. Um, The first part's really, really good. And um, I watched a show on the plane called um, Am I Being Unreasonable? Um, And it's got this, it's by this English comedian called Daisy Mae Cooper And um, I had seen a bunch of clips of it on TikTok. Mm. So there's some really funny clips on TikTok of her with um, her character has a little son who is um, disabled and he's really funny and they're really funny together, like just quite um, sarcastic and sardonic together. Um, Even though he's like a primary school student, he's like wise beyond his years and hilarious. And so there's all these funny clips of the two of them on YouTube. And so I just sort of figured, oh, it must be a funny show about like a single Mm. mum or something, a kid or something. So it was on the plane. It's only six parts. Um... And it's weird. Like, I recommend it, but also I don't, Uh but I do. Uh Like, it goes in a direction. The last episode spun me out. Mm. Spun me out. Uh It's the whole way through the six episodes, she's having flashbacks to something that happened in her life. Um, and And then when you see in the last episode what actually happened, I just, 
I can't. Mm. Uh-huh. I don't. What headspace should we be in? No, it's a funny show. Or not be in. No, it's a funny show. Okay, yeah. It's a really funny show. But then the last episode, you're like, what the hell? Uh-huh. Like, it's a comedy. It's a. It's like they would call, I would say it's like a comedy drama, but like more comedy than drama. Mm-hmm. And the last episode is just like, you realise you are watching an entirely different show to what you thought you were watching the last five episodes. Mm-hmm. And there are, there's six of them and they're like 25 minutes each. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, but yeah, am I being unreasonable? I I don't know. I just want people to watch it because I want to like talk to them about what had happened. Okay. Homework, everyone. Yeah. Um. We'll see you next week from a new place in Africa. Safari. Safari in South Africa. See ya. Bye. Bye.